All right, listeners, the Fosse Apocalypse continues with part two of our episode on Sweet Charity. Fosse, 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 Fosse. I love the apartment scene so much. With, uh, with, with, Vi- Ric- with Vittorio Vital. Yeah. Ricardo Montalban. First off, the way Ricardo Montalban says Ursula <laughs> uh, was my favorite part of the movie. You two are like just... Just, no, yeah, just, who was just I here it. talking to? You? Who is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what was her name? Say it again. She, when she comes back to the when she comes back to the apartment, like Ursula, Vinny and I were both like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they go from the club back to his place, and um, I love everything about what's leading up to it. Where he's just like, she's like, where are we? He's like, my place. She's like, you think you could just take me to your place anytime you want, or blah blah blah. And then he's like. Are you coming? She's like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course I am. Uh, then they go in, and he's it's it's really weird because it is definitely flirty between them. Yeah. Um, he's charmed by her. There is a he's like I, he's like I look at you, I see you in front of me, and I don't believe you exist. Yeah. You are so truly s- simple in the best way. Yeah. So it's, open. And she's like, you know, my friends will never believe that uh, that I met you. And so he signs a headshot for her and then keeps giving her more stuff. Which I love the fact that that just pretty much turns into, hey, I brought you another prop to dance yeah, with. Yeah, it was a perfect way to <laughs> yep. just like keep adding on to the number. Just like, uh, here, do something with that. Yeah, because he brings out the top hat that he wore in his first movie role. And uh, she does the exact thing I would do if someone came out and brought me that and just kept like, and he was like, pop. She's like, eh. Pop. It's, it's an expanding top hat. Yeah. So they don't keeps, really make those anymore. She keeps trying to get it to, like, flatten and so it'll pop back out. She sits on it at one point to get it to, like, flatten down. And then it's, like, her smacking it against her butt to get it to pop out and all that. And then, of course, she goes into, um, uh, if they could see me now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's delightful. It's so weird to watch Shirley MacLaine yeah. and literally see an overlay of Gwen Verdon on Yeah. Because everything you're, she's doing, you're like, that's Gwen Verdon doing that. Gwen Verdon was on set and coached her. Okay. And everybody... That makes sense. Everybody w- was just flabbergasted at how generous Gwen was. This was her role. By all rights, she should be doing yeah. this, but... The studio wanted a star and wanted somebody younger, and yet she was still there coaching Shirley MacLaine through every movement. Like, that's class. It's wild. That number is the one that I went like, oh, this is just Fosse Girl number three, basically, (laughs) because it could also easily be Carol Haney. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like watching them, you were like, first I was like, oh, that could be her. No, wait, there she kind of looks like Gwen Verdon. That, no, this is very clearly, sh- but like you kind of go back and forth between the three really quickly, and then you go, Oh, Fosse had like a say, type yeah, of person. That's, that that's, when you, that's when you said exactly that out loud. You're like, yeah. Ah, so that's his type. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Got it. And it wasn't even so much a physical type as the way they just yeah. their physicality. Yeah. Yeah. The way they move, the, the way they vibe. Yeah. Um, 
That number rules. He brings her a cane. She dances with it. Uh-huh. That, it, that, it ends with her uh, spotlight on herself. Just It's just her playing around and being really elated. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that was another part where I like the elevator scene that I really loved the way they, they shot it. Because mm-hmm. while she's first got the, it might even be before she gets the top hat, but like she's just kind of, exp- like he's left to go get something, and she's just kind of like exploring the room, like looking through his suits and counting them, like doing all these weird things and just kind of becoming familiar with the space. And then she, like, turns down the lights in the bedroom and then turns on the spotlight, but it's, it's like, pointed at the camera. So you just see, yeah. the, you just see the fixture, but not, like, the stage, as it were. And then later when she's got both the cane and the, the top hat and she's dancing, I loved how, like, she enters the spotlight and it becomes more of a stage than the room. Yes. Like, it's just black space and her in the spotlight. And it's clearly, like, a stage and not just, like this back half of the bedroom or whatever. It was just like, yeah. it was a really neat effect. Fosse loved film directing. Can you guess why? Based on what you know about him. I don't know. I guess there's more like to experiment with and like to be like, I can't, what I saw him doing a lot in this movie is playing with the space and being like, Hey, you know what? Not everything needs to be, looking good coming at me this way, I can go over here and see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah. very much from different angles. Yeah. Uh, Fosse liked to be in control. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It's like, and it gave him a little bit more of a grip on it. Yeah, so as the film director, he's definitely in control, but also, the unlike on stage, he has the ability to control what you look at. So oh. on stage, he's like, I want just a finger flick. But will the audience see it? Will they be looking? Will they notice it? On film, I'm going to help you, you out. Focus on it. Yeah. By focusing on it. I'm going to make sure you understand what I think is important because that's literally all you're going to see. Right. He loved. Like, when he moved over to film, he's like, excellent. <laughs> especially especially in, uh, I noticed it that in particular in um, Hey Big Spender. Big Spender. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Because he's just like, Hips. <laughs> uh-huh. Like if he can frame Cheetah Rivera through body parts, yeah. that's he was just like, this is what I want to do. I um, and I mean, there's a lot he's communicating there, obviously about uh, the these women are just bodies and body parts, and they're kind of broken. And you watch, you see the way they lounge at the bar with their feet in and their back swayed. You know, that's the way people stand when their feet are killing them. So he went to all these dance halls and actually talked with a lot of hostesses and watched the way they move and then stole it. (laughs) Which number is it? God, there's one number that they do where... Is it her and Oscar? Or maybe her and Vittorio. Where they're kind of doing their thing and they cut to them kind of coming up behind all the women just at the at the bar there. And they're all like completely standing still. That's in something better than this. It's the three girls. It is the three girls. That's oh, right. Okay. Yeah, I remember yeah. it was her with someone else. And all the rest of the girls are just standing there. And it looks... So fucking cool. Because, <laughs> like, first off, props to none of those women for moving at all. <laughs> because they are all, like, to the point where you're like, are those real people? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it looks, yes, he definitely has that. Like, he knows the exact effect he's going for, and it works so well. 
And again, I love the fact that like he's able to, by controlling what you're seeing, he's able to make sure that like, hey, this, like with the, if you're doing it for the stage, I want this thing to look like this. What well, only looks this way if you're sitting here? Yeah, in the, in this one particular spot. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with film, you can go. We're going to spin the camera around, and we're going to be exactly at the angle I want to view it from, and then we can go over here and look at it from this angle, mm -hmm. and we can cut those two together so you see them in fractions of a second. <laughs> the editors on this movie actually had a little bit of overwhelmed uh, Fucking, I bet. Choice, <laughs> yeah. like choice paralysis because... Uh -huh. Between Fosse and Surtees, they filmed so many crazy angles and so much, so much razzmatazz that when it came time to edit, they're like, "This is amazing! What the fuck do we yeah, do? How are we going to do this? <laughs> like, we got to make sense of it. But every right. shot is gorgeous. But if you make every shot gorgeous, it becomes exhausting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do you how do you make it? Nothing's work? impressive if it's if that's just the baseline. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you you guys know I love that movie. <laughs> That number so much when Cheetah Rivera gets her hand all the way oh, around her yeah. back and onto the opposite hip. Yeah. And, and she's just, just tapping her, her fingers. Tapping her. I'm like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's a, great, that's a like, great effect. Somehow, like, yeah. then flips it up and is doing, like, snaps behind her back, too. Yep. And, like, it's. Oh. Like he loved nothing his, about that looks comfortable. He loved, but she nice she made it look comfortable. Yeah. though. like I couldn't do it. But right, uh, looking at her, you're like, no, it's totally natural. And the stamping feet when they're all cockeyed, it's like, how yeah. do you even do that? Thank okay, you. everybody is standing on the sides of their feet. Uh huh. With like, I mean, like legs too far apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like odd angles and. And then they're also like stomping while they're doing that. And I was just like, how the fuck are you doing this and not all on the ground? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I love their hair. Um, it's so funny that this is an Edith Head movie because, of course, Edith Head wants things to look glorious. And Bob Fosse is like, no, thank you. I need you to destroy these gowns for me. They would not look this nice. <laughs> The, well, the stage show, it was Irene Sharaf, who we've seen her her gowns in other movies. She was a very famous costumer. Uh, the stage show, Irene Sharaf made these great gowns, and Fosse is literally like... Let's go cut them up. <laughs> uh, he made her cry because he grabbed them all, took them back to the shop, and spray-painted them. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Because they were too pretty. They needed right. to look tarnished and worn. Yeah, I... Uh... I thought about that at one point. Um, oh, it was when they were doing the um, Better Than This or whatever it's There's called. There's got to be something, be something better, than better than this. Because I love the dresses that the three of them are wearing yeah. in that. They're really good. And they all have that nice, like, under, like the... the Little flip and flirt of a petticoat. Yeah, yeah, um, And it looks, they all look wonderful. Um, and it's probably the nicest thing any of the women wear in the in the movie um, yeah everybody else it's very like Moulin Rouge uh, <laughs> yeah um, where it's just like everybody looks like they've probably worn that more times than they probably should in a row uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're hand washing it at this point because it's probably gonna fall apart yeah, yeah. exactly and I, I definitely love that. But then um, that was when I realized, I was like, oh, shit, that we saw earlier this was Edith Head that did these. And there's the one, the one girl has the real sparkly dress. Uh -huh. um, 
And she's the only one that's really kind of flashy out of the group, um, which was kind of stood out to me because we're so used to seeing these like real elegant, like kind of flashy gowns and everything mm-hmm. instead of just like everyone kind of looks dirty. <laughs> there's a um, side note. Oh, um, there's a movie called What a Way to Go starring Shirley MacLaine. Have you ever seen it? Because no. there is a sequence in that because Edith Head did the costumes. There's a sequence in that where Edith Head is just like, Motherfuckers, I'm going to show you. And it's amazing. I need you guys to watch that movie sometime. I've got it. I love that movie. It, and it's really funny. Uh, but back to this. Uh, One thing, Shirley MacLaine. So I have never seen, I guess I realized, a young Shirley MacLaine. She's cute as a butt. She is yeah. adorable. I'm used to, like, terms of endearment, mm-hmm. uh, which right. is like, you know, 15 years later. Um, have you ever seen The Apartment? No. You should definitely watch The Apartment. Jack Lemmon. I know. It's on oh, I have, yeah, Netflix I now, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. So um, it, I added it the other day when I saw it on there, but I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet. She is, gaming is the word that you are looking for. She's just a little button of, oh, look at you. Yeah. With her little freckles, like when they get a real close-up, I'm like, look at your freckles. <laughs> look at you. All right, so um, a little bit. So I told you that Shirley got him the job. Yeah. And then they finished it. They showed it at film fe- like they showed it to critics. Critics loved it. They thought they had a fucking hit on their hand, and it opened and it bombed. This movie bombed. It was a bomb. Hmm. Really. And Fosse was a fucking failure, and nobody wanted to give him a job. And that's going to become important when we talk about his next project. That puts his next project into a very different light, because um, that's one I have seen. His next project is. Cabaret. That he got the Oscar for. Yeah. (laughs) So let's remember, Charity was a flop. Nobody was ever going to give him a job again. So what did he do in response? He won an Oscar. Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck? Hold up. I'm going to tell you a story. It's going to tie in right here. New Girl in Town, which is what he did right after Damn Yankees, Mm -hmm. which was the show that they built specifically for Gwen. Because technically, she wasn't the star of Damn Yankees. She became the star of Damn Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she is, but she wasn't. <laughs> uh, New Girl in Town was a musical version of Anna Christie, of all things, right? Which is, a, again, a story about a woman who was a prostitute and wants to put her past behind her. Fosse fucking loved it. So there was a dream ballet sequence where she's remembering her past, and so it's all about life in the brothel, uh, very like comedic touches, but seedy. And uh, then carried up a stairway at the end in with the innuendo that there she's about to go have sex for money, right? Um, the audiences on their tryout literally got up. <laughs> the producer on it, which I think might have been Hal Prince, I can't remember. The show ended and nobody applauded. He's like, well, that's something I've never seen. <laughs> Yikes. Um, people got up and walked out during the ballet because it was just too much so they cut it but then that didn't work and so they over the course of things they put it back in but they sanitized it and then once it opened bob fossey would come in every week and put in a piece a bit back (laughs) and a bit back and a bit back until the whole thing was back and it got a fucking standing ovation from the crowd every night yeah that's great that's fucking This is Bob just a man who's going to just get his way, whatever it takes. Like, Yeah. yeah. 
Like, and I mean, it's really rough reading the autobiography it's, because he is combative and anybody even trying to tell yeah, him, look. I have no problem believing that. Yeah. Anybody tra- even trying to tell him, look, it just doesn't work. We just need to fix it. He's like, you're my enemy now. Forever. <laughs> That's it. You're dead to me. And I'm going to tell everybody and I'm going to get the chorus on my side. Good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. I just don't know why you would see a human being like that and think. I bet I can tell, tell him what to yeah. do. I'm going to take charge here. Well, like because he had, because Sweet Charity had bombed, and so yeah. mm-hmm. and like nobody wanted to give him a job on Broadway. Nobody wanted to give him. He he was never going to have another film job. So it's absolutely wild that this movie like this. I love this movie. Like, yeah. The second, I will say, the second act is. Well, it's weird. It, it they they could almost be a different movie. They actually filmed. I asked about the ending because they filmed two different endings. Oh yeah. Oh and really? And they tried them both out, and literally up until like the last minute, they were going back and forth. Of and even the producers were like. We know that the sad ending is the better ending. Mm-hmm. We 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 all agree on that, but the happy ending is what audiences are going to want. And so they kept testing it and kept testing it. What they found was audiences they were right. They did want the happy ending, but they were more satisfied with the honest ending. Yeah. And so that's So the what's the happy ending? Do they just get get married or Um I don't very little could I find about it? Okay. But I would presume, like, that's interesting, Oscar comes back. And it's yeah. like, wait, no. Like, yeah, but that's, that's not... I'm done with that. Yeah, that no, it doesn't, that's not, that's not <laughs> necessary at all. I agree. Like, yeah, I, I do think there's... It, this is a much more satisfying ending than that. Yeah. I don't... Um, I don't need him to come back. Okay, no. so let's talk about a couple more numbers real quick. Yes, because as we've been talking, we're like, oh, we didn't talk about that. Yeah. yeah. We didn't talk about that. So, Something Better Than This, the trio, of course. Lovely. Oh, man, yeah. And Cheetah Rivera getting to dance with Shirley MacLaine and Paula, and they all look great, and it's, oh, and I love that number. It's just such an anthem of, like, fuck this. Yeah. I'm getting better. This is another good uh, example of the um, him staging this for... Camera for yeah, camera. Yeah, definitely. the way that it's shot on the roof is just—it's oh, so fucking good. And it's, he cuts here, and then suddenly they're over there. Mm-hmm. And his use of lighting is really great. Yeah, because even if talking about West Side Story being a that was 62? Oh. it's a ways before this. Yeah, but like that's sort of the high point at that at, at the time. Um, but even that one has. Very static, like, we have amazing choreography, but it's still, like... Boy, are we going to talk about that when we get to West Side Uh, Story. But this uses a lot of that, like, it... it, There's some shots where you're like, oh, I can see... Oh, no, he just moved it. (laughs) Yeah, it's very kinetic. He was really trying to purposefully break away from the Fred Astaire... Mm-hmm. The Fred Astaire classic... Like, proscenium. Yeah, I'm, we're going to follow the dance. Yeah. Right? Um, then there's... Uh, so we did, if you can see me now, Rhythm of Life. Yeah. Daddy's number. Oh, big yeah, daddy. Yeah, big daddy. Flip your wings and fly to daddy. <laughs> Take a dive and swim to daddy. 
Um, we get a lot of cool shit in that. Um, oh, I yeah. love Sammy Davis Jr. being kind of in the middle in his messiah position. Yeah. While everybody around him is doing these weird movements back and forth. They're doing the, like, arms up and, like... Just flipping your flipping. hands up and down. <laughs> like you're waving tiny little birdies on the top of your arms. Uh, there's so much cool shit going on in that. And it's just, Mike actually, Mike and I both put our arms Oh, we were doing the move. We were doing the gestures with them. Because <laughs> why wouldn't you? Uh, it looks like so much fun. And I love that Charity and Oscar in that scene are just like... Sure, let's just join yeah, in. Yeah, why not? Oh, when he does the commandments to them. And they all, they're all like, amen, and they just all turn around and they're like. <laughs> I love that they get less confused each time, but they're still not like fully on board with it, but they're like, this is what everybody's doing, so we're going to do it. Apparently, this yeah. is what we do here. Okay. Also, line about it being a like religion of the week or religion of the month club or whatever. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I thought that How'd was How'd you really find funny. out about them? <laughs> oh, I joined a religion of the month club. Oh, okay. <laughs> They used to be a jazz combo. <laughs> I love it. Ben Vereen's hair, is, and he's got this little bow in it. And he's oh, his hair is oh, the so bow huge. Too, yeah. And then he's got that, that one side that's kind of flattened in in the bow. Just a little bow. It's all flower children, and there's all this I love the crazy. eye on Sammy Davis Jr.'s hand. Like, oh, yeah. Everything's yeah. fucking great. Um, and then I'm a Brass Band would be the last big one. Oh. We get, not that actual flippy boys. Because they don't flip. They don't. I but was watching for that. But you it's so know I was so energetic. Like and just the precision and it. But it's that Fosse precision where they're like they're popping a knee but dragging their foot. Yeah. And and it's got this herky jerkiness, but then it's still so exuberant while still also looking like Fosse. Um. So they do that thing that's that we talked about last week in um, Who's Got the Pain, where they're like standing up straight with the arms mm-hmm. like elbows out and they're kind of waddling back and forth but they're doing that with a snare drum on (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so wonderful well and there's a step that they're doing this sort of chug step with two Mm -hmm. lines of men in parallel and they're all sort of chugging and she's walking between them the opposite direction with her arms up and she's just gliding through them and it's such a lovely visual picture but what always well, and those with, boots that she's wearing. Oh, those boots are amazing. You were, what it was it you we were said? Just, we were laughing because like they're all dressed for like marching band, and it's like yeah, I was like I don't think those are regulation. That's a regulation uniform she's yeah. wearing because <laughs> it's just boots, tights, and a jacket. Hey, looks great. Looks but, great on her. <laughs> her legs look dang good. Yeah. Um, but when they're doing the, all this big brass stamp, band stuff, actually on the streets of I think. New York or someplace as an analog, but it's on it's lo- it's on location, mm-hmm. but there's nobody else around. Uh, yeah. And then the choice at the end to have her dance I off down an empty that. street, uncomfortably long, <laughs> and then she gets all the way to the end and then turns and dances off down a and it's just. I thought she was and, going to come back until the last second until she turned. Oh, away. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. But it's so... I thought it was just going to like fade out or something, but I, I love that... It, it's so uncomfortable, and it so undercuts her exuberance by mm-hmm. making it so small. Like, I almost don't like it because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah. But I get what he's doing, and I'm like, that's a really masterful choice. Man. To have her isolated <laughs> from everybody else. Yeah. Then, yeah. Well, and how, your joy is still not that big, 
and it still literally rings hollow. Mm-hmm. It's still echoing back at you, empty. Yep. Yeah. This is this is not going to go well. I'm just going to say it. So, um, so yeah, this this was the movie that almost ended his career. <laughs> is there not another number after that? Uh, I love to cry at weddings. Oh, oh. I like that one. It's a fun, it's fun song. Um, and I, there's little bits, but there's so much, literally, there's so much confetti being thrown. There, you cannot see, see the choreography. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was going to say is it's chaos on the screen, <laughs> but I kind of love that. Oh, yeah. And it's, oh, it's really fun it, for sure. Well, it's a it fun also, song. It's yeah. catchy. It also, the fact that it's all chaos on screen makes, like, Oscar, the uh, Oscar doesn't have to do anything because you kind of just go like, everything's chaotic, and then you just they cut to him and he's like, "What the fuck's going?" Back to chaos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and all it takes is just looking at his face to go, "Oh." Yep. He's no, he's done. Then he's, part of me always is like, when she's, he's like, "No, I'll come in with you," and she's like, "You don't have to come in." I'm like, "Make him wait outside." Yeah. Don't let like, him come in. Would the I think the marriage would have still happened if he had waited outside, but boy, can we imagine how it would have actually gone? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm, would he have stayed a nice guy or would he have rubbed it in? Would he have started poking at her and picking at it? I don't know. Because honestly, he had never seen her tattoo before. Yeah. What's what I said? I mean, I, about halfway through, I was like, she's been wearing sleeves all yeah. the time. She's around, or a jacket or something over well, it. Well, even before the, uh, I always, like, you know, I cry at wedding song, like, I said something. I don't know if you've, you've even said it loud enough for you all to hear me, but it was like, every time you saw Oscar in that space and it cut to something like her tattoo or like when, uh, when the owner like slaps her ass or like there's just a few every time you kind of catch him in the background and he's just getting more and more like well they freeze frame on it of him just yeah. like oh no um big eyes what the hell this yeah. is and it's like even before he like backs out of the way I was like this isn't gonna go well for them <laughs> well and honestly what you said about would he like pick at it until the I always or actually until I would say no except you get to the part at where they're doing the the um, marriage license, and she's like identifying marks. What does that mean? Yeah, and he's like, Tattoo. "Oh, it could be bath. It could be bath, <laughs> birthmarks or something else. Scars, scars." And then he just kind of gets this like real shitty tone in his voice, like tattoos, and it's like, "Oh, that's not cool." Like, so I. Yeah. Like, that's a moment where you kind of go, like, yeah, you could see exactly where this would go. And then he would do exactly what you said, that he would just go, like, I'm going to try to be cool about it, but, like, I'm not. It would just eat it's going to come out in real shitty ways. And ways, because I don't think he's malicious. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see him as being the kind of dude that would be, like, passive-aggressive about it or anything. Not, like, intentionally. It would just be, like, like that. He would just kind of, it would just come out, and he'd be, like... Because he almost realizes at that moment that he's not okay with it. And it's kind of a revelation to him the same way that it is to her. Yeah. Oh, that scene's hard. I love her dress in that scene, by the way. <laughs> the daisy. The flowery one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very flowery. 
<laughs> and she has a, the ruffles. Like she's on the so ri- proud of it, and he's just like, "Oh, sweet." It's like, "Oh God. yeah, it's a it's a dress." It certainly is flowery. It's the dress. It's, I have crummy it's, taste. I could change my dress. I could change the way I talk. What do you need me oh, to change? So I'll change yeah. anything for you. It's like the most sixties dress ever, and it's great. I love that there are real. Those are real daisies in her hair, so that by the next morning they're wilted. Yeah. I yes. Just, that's perfection. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that was uh, Sweet Charity. You have now seen some of Fosse's most iconic work between Big Spender and the Rich Man's Frug. I'm, I'm on board. <laughs> I know, and uh, um, Vinny's wife, Jenny, normally watches these with us, and she was ready for bed and probably is... Glad that she did not stay up nearly this late with us. Oh, for sure. But um, they, we got to the rich man's frug, and I was like... Oh, we, big spender. I was like, she has to see this. Yeah, yeah, But that's what I said to you. I was like, you have to show Jenny this. She's going to be so mad she did not watch it. Oh, so big spender. That's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about that number is the revelation of what is Fosse, because the oh, yeah. music sounds... So big and bombastic. What are they going to do with this? Like, this normally... <laughs> bum, ba-da-da, bum, bum. You'd expect something to happen, and instead, they're just still. Mm-hmm. And maybe they move a finger. And they, yeah, there's there's a big ending at the end where they're, where they're kind of, you know, doing the jerk or whatever, little 60s. But through all of that bombastic music... Fosse goes the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, That's great. what I love about him. I was I was talking to, because Cargill and I watched Lenny, like I said, and we were talking about, um, you know, Fosse is interesting because he came in and you, he didn't revolutionize dance because he didn't change anything, but he changed the vocabulary of what was possible. Nobody... Like, he didn't change, now everybody does Fosse now. No, Fosse does Fosse, or you do Fosse stylings. So he didn't change anything, except he became iconic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I find that sort of artist interesting, where they do something so different. Kind of like Tarantino, right? Like, everybody thought Tarantino was going to revolutionize film. He hasn't revolutionized film, but he is certainly defined that this is something else you can do. You can do a Tarantino-like film. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what I... I'm glad I got that in. Even though this is another long episode. (laughs) It's Fosse. I can't help it. Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. I'm reading. I've got this huge biography. Also, this is a fucking two and a half hour movie. Yeah. There's so much that we just didn't even get to. But, like, who cares? Like, we we hit the high points because... There's so much, like, everybody is, like, especially during the first act, everything is so energetic and fun and, like, interesting to watch, but, like, I don't care. I want to get, I want to talk about the musical numbers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to yeah. talk about how great all the performances are and all that. So, like, there's a bunch we didn't talk about. I highly, highly, highly recommend watching the movie if you it's didn't. Funny. Um, it's it funny. It's funny and it's, it's fun. Well, written and well, I mean, everything is great. Everything, yeah, it's, that's why when you said that it bombed, I was like, really? Because I loved it. Uh, people thought it was a mess of a movie. Yeah. I mean, because. They're kind of not wrong. Uh, yeah, honestly. I was going to say, I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> but it is a remember really how beautiful he was, mess. He, remember how he was doing all those crazy shots and everything? Like, what happened was everybody went, oh, look at all the art. Uh. <laughs> no, thank you. No!
Raspberry! Uh, I don't know about that. Was, yeah. Just like when he was talking art to her, yeah. she was like, mm, mm, gross. <laughs> I'm going to make that face at you too all the time. It's going to be me. All right, so um, favorite number. Oh, shit. I mean, it's got to be one of those two. Uh, either Big Spender or or uh, Rich Man's Fruit. But yeah, but that's why I said, oh shit. I know, it's kick. so fucking hard, but uh, <laughs> Big Spender, it, I think, is my favorite. Um, it's, God, I fucking love Rich Man's Fruit, too, but, like, Big Spender was, like, the moment that I was like, I'm going to fucking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a strong start, for sure. Uh, actually, the moment that it is when um, they're in the hallway outside of the thing, and there's the woman... With the, uh, that's basically like the ticket taker sort of, uh, person. And she has a really overpowdered face. Um, and they're kind of, you're watching people like come in and stuff. And they start with the first like big, big horn cue. And you're like, oh, uh, <laughs> we're about to see some I know shit. What's coming. And this is nobody else. Like, this is Fosse doing, like, this isn't. Fosse working with somebody else. This is just pure him. And you're like, what am I going to see? And then the first thing you see is them all lined up on, on the, uh, on like the railing there. And you're just like, Oh fuck. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so this was a show that obviously the way they were still doing shows at that time, a lot of out of town rewrites, 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 rescore, Mm -hmm. rescore, new numbers, blah, blah, blah. My friend Chrissy Fournier, uh, who was in the original Broadway cast as a swing dancer, um, and I think we've talked about swings before. So she was a swing dancer in the original Broadway cast. She got to work with Gwen and Bob, and she taught. She told me a story once about the first time the cast heard the new overture. And it starts with that big spender cue. Mm-hmm. And she said all of them were upstairs in the dressing room and they heard it and they all came running down the <laughs> stairs to like stand in the wings and just be like, <gasps> and she's like, and that was the moment I knew this was going to be a hit show because of that overture. And I, mm. I just loved that story. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Mm. Gwen was apparently a diva, but in a nice way. That's what, like, the story she told me. Sure. If she liked you, she'd arrange it so you stood a little bit behind her so her spotlight would spill on you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just love that sort of idea of, I'm a diva. It's my spotlight. You can have a little bit back there. <laughs> um, my favorite? Uh, probably Rich Man's Frug. I love it. But I also love something better than this. Yeah. Yeah. Because Cheetah. I, I think I would pick Rich Man's Frug just because... Of how it's how bonkers it is, bananas. Like, it's just I love <laughs> and you get that, I love weird shit, and, and it's like, that's just like so yeah to go with it. Yeah, it's like not like, only the number, but like every the whole the whole club and like I need everything you about it to walk around the house bobbling your head. Just <laughs> if I can perfect, yeah, the the, the, the stance that they do, yeah, up on your toes, it. butt out, yeah, chest forward, <laughs> bobbling your little head. I'll work I on love it. it. All right, so that was Sweet Charity, and things are getting exciting in Fossyland as the Fossy Apocalypse continues. Next week will be Cabaret. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So. I've only seen that one once, um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be very interested to watch it again, knowing what I now know there about Fosse. Yeah. See, that's yeah. the thing is when when you know more about Fosse and you watch it, like when we get to all that jazz, there's, there's it's already just a lot of it that's kind of unlocked now that I'm like, okay, I see this now with because that's that may be the only one that I've seen mm-hmm. is Cabaret. Um, anyway. We'll so, get to that next, next week. week. <laughs> Nate, there's a lot of backstory about Cabaret, I'm needless sure. to say. Um, a lot of personal drama happened on Cabaret, too. Oh, boy So we will talk to you next week. I have been Wendy, joined as always by... I'm Benny. I'm Mike. Rate, review, subscribe. 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 Goodbye forever. That's one of my favorite cues to put in now. (laughs) (laughs) We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Part of what happened, part of the side... Frewer, who was actually somebody, a good friend of his from Broadway. Mm -hmm. So he thought he could trust him, but Cy Frewer actually gave him, was the producer on it, actually gave him the job because as a first-time director, he thought he would be able to control him and tell him what what to do. (laughs) But, like, he had met Fawcett before, right? (laughs) It did not go well. Yeah, no shit. Not a surprise. Apparently there was even a case, and how familiar is this from one of the other musicals, I think it might have been Pajama Game. There's even a thing where Sai said, no, you're right. That's totally what we'll do. And then went in the other room and made a phone call and Fosse could hear him through the walls. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not going to let him do that. Yeah, that was either Pajama Game or Dame yeah. Yankee. Yeah, it happened again. Dame Yankee's last week. happened again on this one, yeah. <laughs> too. And uh, eventually he went over his head to the more executive producer level and that guy was like, you know what? I got your back. Oh, wait. Also, like, I don't No, get, like, wait. That's that's Cabaret. I'm sorry. I got those backwards. No. It was Cabaret where Cypher thought he could control him. Oh. That's the one. Okay. Thought he could control him, and he's like, fuck you. I'll do my own thing and win the Academy yeah. Award. Uh, I apologize. It's also bananas. It's late. My, like, notes, my notes I wrote last night without my glasses on. <laughs> Um, it's also bananas because, like, you know, even, uh, was it Jerome Robbins mm-hmm. that you said they had brought on to basically, like, choreograph, and he was just basically, like, it was, some, it was one of the other movies. Well, that was uh, in, in Pajama Game. Was it Pajama Game? And then he basically, Fosse just did Fosse anyway. Um, well, it was Pajama Game that Jerome Robbins was a co-choreograph. Yeah. And taught him how to stage. Yeah. Right? And what to do with other things besides but like, small groups. But, like, if Fosse still kind of did his own thing under Jerome Robbins, like, who is a fucking legend. Oh. Like, this dude's going to be able to control yeah, like, him. Yeah, like, you really think you're going to come in here and dicks, bro. Like, okay. you're going to be able to do shit. <laughs>